once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up online 24-7 here at www.centerlefttalkradio.com. CenterLeftTalkRadio.com. It is the 9th of January. Um, let's see. Uh, it's, it's another day when here in the, uh, I guess throughout most of the East Coast, but here in the Northeast anyway, uh, there are more threats of heavy, heavy rain. Uh, and, uh, of course, the weather, uh, all of the local news stations are doing uh, 24-7 warnings about how it's going to change your life completely. And, yes, there will be some flooding on the coast. And, yes, probably the Passaic River in New Jersey will overflow its banks, no doubt. And, yes, the Hutchinson River Parkway and the Bronx River Parkway and very possibly the Sawmill will all have all these ancient roads from over 100 years ago uh, that never had the best drainage when they were built, well, they will probably overflow or, or puddle in some places, be impassable in part or in whole for some period of time. And, uh, and there will be wind damage uh, on, the, on the coast, uh, much as there was, uh, geez, it's barely a week or two ago, uh, this is a repetitive process, and again, something that we did not see with any regularity uh, in, in very uh, memorable times in, in the not-so-distant past. You just, you just didn't get this much back-to-back -back rain and wind in this area during the, well, this is that time. It's the dead of winter, as it were. Um, the period after, I, I guess the way we used to think of it, I imagine people might still, uh, after the Epiphany, after the 6th of uh, January, which now unfortunately has become a strange, uh, a strange event, a, a, a strange uh, place and time to mark a, a rather sickening and saddening event in our nation's history the first and hopefully only storming of the Capitol by our own people. Uh, there was a burning of the Capitol uh, uh, back during the War of 1812. The British came in and uh, kind of kicked our butts a bit. Didn't really want to take over the place again, but we're establishing trade-related. It was a trade-related problem and other stuff that was going on. And they gave us a, a bit of a bloody nose then. But this is the first time in our history that uh, Americans have decided to attempt to uh, destroy the, the, the essence of the country. Uh, how many of them understood that? How many of them were basically along for the ride? How many of them were just too damn stupid to understand. Well, listen to, you know, you can go and look up the records of the court cases, the hundreds that are in jail, the, uh, the, the, the handful that were actually pardoned for their actions, those that were basically uh, convicted but not jailed. It's hundreds of people, and there's more cases that keep coming down. This is part of this it's, it's become sort of the background noise of the country. It's there all the time. 
Um, it, it's again, there's the global warming issue on the weather, but there it is, and it'll be it'll be uh, emerging again this evening. And where we are at, at at our point in the Hudson Valley, about 35 miles inland from uh, New York City. We tend to weather this well physically as far as rain accumulation. We're on a hill, and it's a, it's a hill that this time of the year with the leaves down on the trees overlooks the Hudson River. We have the most gorgeous sunsets. I never want that to become uh, standardized in my mind or just so, so, so ordinary, so out, not out of the ordinary that I just sort of ignore how beautiful it is. But... All in all, we are in that time of year, this period from uh, the end of the first week of January until, oh, I don't know, uh, when would it be? When would be the next kick-up point? Maybe Valentine's Day or something, or, or something to give us a sense that we're moving toward spring, not deeper into winter. <laughs> But for now, but but for, uh, you know, as I speak to you on the 9th of January, uh, the likelihood is we have some more uh, deep, the depths of winter to, to, uh, to plod and plow through. And, and, and to just sort of face this, um, I don't know, is it a predictable sort of a, if not the weather patterns, at least the feelings that go with them, at, at least the familiarity of what unfortunately is becoming somewhat common, but the, the lack of upliftingness about it happening in the middle of January, and it'll be uh, in the high 50s before the day is out, uh, some more weird weather coming up from the south as far as temperature goes. It ain't the Januaries I remember. Dead of winter meant just Oh, that's it. It's going to be cold. It's going to be blustery. It's going to be well below freezing. It's going to be maybe some snow. Uh, you're going to look out and you're going to see uh, snow out there. You know you're going to have to dig out the car if you have the car outside and whatever the case may be. And it's all of those things that, that I grew up with. But it's not quite that way. But it's still... It's still you're you're in you're in sort of a in a waiting period for something. You're you're at a point where you 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 want to get that feeling that you've touched bottom and you're rising back up again, and meteorologically towards spring. Now the days are beginning actually noticeably. If you if you track the period from let's say the the 21st of December from the solstice, yeah, and 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 if you happen to have looked at the clock that day and realize here in the New York area that by probably about oh I don't know 4:40 or so it was pitch black outside. Well, you'll notice that now uh, by uh, it, really it's a few minutes after five o'clock, and it's still light enough to kind of see things around you and, and not necessarily require street lights or anything like that at this point. That difference is beginning to accumulate, uh, like I guess two and a half minutes additional daylight every day until we make up the six hour loss of daylight that we have sustained 
since the summer solstice back on last June 21st, and this happens every year, it better, because if it doesn't, then the Earth is not at 23 and a half degrees tilt on its axis, and it's no longer going around the sun. If you didn't see those changes, but even the changes just are too damn gradual, at least the meteorological, well, the, the astronomical ones, not the meteorological ones, to, to give you any great sense of, of change. And I can remember in past years, in past presidential election years, this was also a time well before all hell would begin to break loose in the campaigns and in, at one point in our history, and I've repeated this any number of times, that activity wasn't going to start until around or after the, the conventions, the Democratic and Republican conventions. Well, we know now that uh, presidential campaigning, especially in the era of Trump, since 2015 going into the 2016 election and all that, has become a 24-7, 365 proposition every bloody day of the year, every bloody day of a presidential uh, term. Joe Biden has been running against Donald Trump and of necessity has to be uh, since uh, the day uh, he was elected. Trump, of course, uh, brilliantly, sickly, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the most horrific of ways, but in a remarkable way, has kept himself out there forever. Now, part of keeping himself out there was getting himself 90, indicted 91 times but it's kept him out there. And if you understand anything about Donald Trump, you understand that first and foremost is, in his mind, is to be in the news. No matter how it is, he's always believed that he can overcome whatever the news is. He's learning what the situation is when the reason you're in the news is because you have 91 criminal counts against you and you are basically facing uh, <laughs> the end of your freedom. I mean, there are, and by the way, there's more and more discussion out there. They say, well, you know, even, even if and when they, uh, they, they convict him, uh, uh, he'll never be jailed. This is, this is something that's sort of, uh, it, it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it's an echoey sort of a sound you're hearing in the media and in the internet these days. But that's, that's, the, that's the undercurrent sort of thing right now. That even if they get him, and, and well, you know, he, they, probably, they probably will. People seem to be conceding, uh, the, the, let's say non-Democrats are conceding they, they'll get him on something, but he'll never see a, a minute of jail time. This is part of the, the, the pre-defense of everything else, the, uh, the pre-pushback against the criminal convictions that people pretty much know are coming at some point. And of course there's the, well, no, 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 he will be able to hold it off until after the election. And honestly, from what I see and where I'm sitting here and from what I'm watching Jack Smith doing and what I'm watching happening down in Atlanta uh, with, with, uh, with, uh, with, with the, 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 the events down there, the criminal case against him in, in Atlanta, uh, in Fulton County, 
No, he will not be able to hold off all of this until uh, after the election. It's just not going to happen. Now, th there's an even more interesting thing that I find, though. And, and, and there, is, there is sort of a, you know, we're talking about the, the dead of winter, the doldrums, the, the, the notion that things aren't going to change. It's just the way it's going to be uh, for a while here. But, of course, when you look more closely, when you really, really scratch below the surface, when you're, when you're getting those thoughts in your head or you're imagining that's how it is, you find that things amazingly do change. Whether or not we, we, we notice them uh, based on a quick glance uh, over the shoulder or, or you know, just, just, a, uh, just a, a, summary, a, a summary review of our usual sources of information. If you look just a little closer, you see things that, well, wait a minute, uh, I, I wasn't expecting that. And, and one of those things that I'm becoming more aware of, uh, by the, and by the way, I, I just, I should preface this with one other thing. It's gotten to the point where things are so similar that I found myself almost ignoring, not ignoring, but, but, but barely listening to my usual sources of political and other information simply because the lead-off stories uh, in almost everything that I see and read are as though they're just recycled from the day or the week before. Nothing seems to be happening. It seems that the interest seems to be more in rehashing and reestablishing positions than really uh, talking about the evolution of the, the Trump attempt to overtake the country again and what Joe Biden is doing. It's, it's as though there's a stasis of sorts. But again, that might not necessarily be the truth. That might not be the, the end all, the fact that, that things look on the surface pretty damn similar to what they've been for quite some time weeks, months now, in many ways. I offer in evidence, Your Honor, the fact that in New Hampshire, in the, in the upcoming Republican primary, understand that Iowa is coming up in the next week or two, is it? It's very, it's very soon, right, you know, around the corner, and immediately followed by New Hampshire, then South Carolina. In Iowa, Donald Trump, this is, this is the, well, again, in caucusing states like Iowa, I believe that you can go in and caucus for, is it either party? I've never understood exactly how caucuses work. Uh, I, I, someone has said, well, you really ought to see one to understand it. I don't really, I'm not interested enough. But in any event, it's assumed that Trump will do very well in Iowa. But New Hampshire, where he led uh, all candidates by, I don't know, 30 points, I don't know, as recently as I can't think of uh, within the last two months, certainly. I was looking at a poll this morning. Trump at 39%, Nikki Haley at 30 
2%. You heard that right. Only a seven-point difference in, 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 in strength, between, at least, you know, people who are willing to, to talk about that, between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. Now, now that's, that's a shocker. Uh, to me, I, maybe, I don't know, are, are there those uh, uh, political pundit types who are not the, oh, not the least bit surprised? I, I expect, well, well, but wait a minute. You know, Trump has been sitting there running around with these huge double-digit leads, uh, and usually the number in the double-digit is a two or a three, the first number. And here you have Nikki Haley, uh, less, than, less than 10 points, seven points, behind him in New Hampshire. And as those numbers become, uh, are absorbed by people perhaps in Iowa, and you begin to wonder, now, what, what, wait a minute, um, is that, is he, we're getting people who maybe in a, in a pre-caucus uh, survey will say, oh, absolutely, I would be going out there for Trump. But are the people of New Hampshire being a bit more honest up front than perhaps the people of Iowa are. Is there, it's not so much is there room for Nikki Haley, is as is there less room for Donald Trump? Are people, is it possible, getting into their brains finally the reality of what a Trump win even a Trump candidacy as as the presidential, uh, as the chosen candidate of the Republican Party, what that would mean. And dear God, what it would mean if this man were ever elected president of the United States again. He's at, he is at the point in time where he'll, he'll, he is willing to promise anyone anything. He just, the other day, this was amazing, he... he he was pandering to uh, some Christian conservative groups, or maybe it was evangelical groups, saying that under his, under his next presidency, there will be a Christianization of whatever the hell he said. It was, it was, it was essentially some illegal, uh, extra-constitutional thing that he would do to make the country Christian. I, 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 don't, I, I have to get the exact words. He, he doesn't think about them. He simply knows that he gets a reaction out of his audience. And, 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 and this, 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 type of, this type of thing, he, he went so far as to say, uh, I, I caught on this morning's, um, this morning stuff, uh, news that, that he was hoping that, you know, that, that the good economic results in the country right now are only because of what he did in his administration. It's an after effect. And he was hoping that there would, he actually said this, he was hoping there would actually be a recession or the stock market, would, I think he used the word crash, between now and next and the election just so he wouldn't, so get it out of the way so he wouldn't have to be a Herbert Hoover. I'm not sure he even understands what that means. I mean, he's just, 
saying the dumbest shit humanly possible because it what's, it's what comes to mind and it's he's at a point where people who are for him seem to have just 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 factored in every bit of ridiculousness and illegality and extra constitutionality and and insurgency and 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 and, and, and radicalization that you can possibly imagine simply because it's Donald and even a conviction at this point wouldn't be surprising but of course it would be objected to because it would have been well the result of a witch hunt even if Donald keeps saying and repeating the same crap that got him the 91 criminal counts in the first place you you would you would even you would imagine you would go so far to was imagine that 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 Trump followers are okay with his insurrectionness. Many of the challenges that he has his lawyers making to delay, of course, the cases, but the challenges all seem to be surrounding right now, the, la the latest group of them, and they're coming faster and faster as they get knocked down by the courts that have to hear them. But the latest one, depending on which criminal case you're looking at, is his utter and complete protection from liability by the by virtue of his presidential immunity which he says or he claims to think means that anything anything i did while in the presidency was done under the guise of presidential control and therefore is not subject to either review, much less anything like criminal prosecution while I was president or certainly not after. It's a bullshit, ridiculous, completely extra-constitutional argument and it's designed to do nothing more than slow things down. And I get the sense that even Trump fans get that. They get the game that's being played right now. They get the fact that, that what you're hearing day in and day out is nothing but exactly what they expected. Donald trying to game the system and in their minds, and I doubt if in his mind, certainly not in his lawyers' minds, they know better, but certainly in their minds saying, see that? They really can't get him. He's going to manage to do it. He's managed, he's going to manage to go past all of this. He'll get himself elected and then he'll begin his term. Think about this by pardoning himself for all of his crimes. He will begin with the greatest assault against democracy, justice, law and order, constitutional meaning. And he will begin by dividing the country in the most garish, most disgusting way humanly possible. That's what, this is the best case scenario for Trump and his followers. He will begin his next term by dividing us inexorably, by making it impossible not to take sides and to basically, you, you just will not be able, I, I wouldn't be able, I can't imagine who could, say, well, it's okay, he, he's the valid president. You know, the one who just pardoned himself for all his criminal activity. All you do at that point is, is, is continue to reinforce 
the fact that you are beyond the law. You have set yourself up basically as an authoritarian. You have basically said that I have the capacity and the right to do whatever the hell I damn well please. I am not subject to any laws. I'm outside the system. I can do anything. You'll never be able to touch me. I'm Donald and probably do half the stuff he's threatening. People on his side of the... Of the, 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 the no one thinks about this. But that's what's going on. Now, there is another interruption. There's another uh, wrinkle in the dead of winter uh, story. And, and by the way, we knew this about Donald. We've, anyone knowing it, has, should anyone paying any attention knows that Donald has to destroy the country in order to become president, to, to walk into the White House. He must destroy the country. Now, if he's gotten a criminal conviction and been sentenced by then, he may be physically restricted in his movements. Oh, he'll never go to prison. Well, he might be under house arrest. He might have an ankle bracelet. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that when that comes. How would, he, how, would he get to the, how would he get to the swearing? Well, he'll have the swearing in, in jail. I heard that one recently. They'll swear him in in jail, and then he'll let himself out. Oh, real? oh, okay. Uh, the world will watch Donald from a prison cell basically get sworn in as president of the United States of America. Will someone please actually try to think about that for a moment and think of the insanity and think of, of, of the madness that Republican supporters of Donald Trump are willing to put this country through for what? For to keep the show on the air because they're convinced that it's the end of all humanity and there's the last and and they're sublimating him. We've been through this. I can't tell you how many times on this show. You know what I'm talking. You know what I'm saying. But as I said, there, there's there's one other thing that no one really seems to be focusing. Every so often, you hear this pop up in the news, and you're going to hear it a hell of a lot more in the next week or two. The civil trial in New York, the one that basically was brought by Letitia James after years, years of meticulous review of Trump's financial dealings, his real estate dealings primarily, his overprice, over, over uh, evaluating, under, overvaluate when you want a loan, undervaluate your properties when you want to pay, when you have to pay taxes. The state being cheated out of tens, hundreds of millions of dollars in tax revenue from Trump. Uh, and, of course, the banks being, well, Deutsche Bank, you know, again, whatever the hell Deutsche Bank's game was, Deutsche Bank, I think they had someone in, at, at that trial from Deutsche Bank say, well, we kind of knew what he was doing. I don't know if this was to say that we're in collusion with him or we don't mind, uh, we don't mind breaking the rules uh, in order to give Donald, I don't know what the hell Deutsche Bank gets out of this, except to say that they're idiots and that no other bank uh, on earth should ever follow their lead in the way they assess uh, mortgages and, 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 and loans against property values because the people at Deutsche Bank are complete and total jerks. But that, that notwithstanding, Letitia James, after hearing all of the evidence that's come out in this case, has 
raised her demand. You can do that. Now, the, the, I, I'm not sure how this would play out. This was still going to be in the hands of the trial judge alone. This is a, this is a bench trial. No jury. Trump and his kids have already been uh, uh, convicted. Well, it's not, a, it's not a criminal trial. It's a civil trial. So they have been found, in, they have been found to be fraudulent, that their activities for purposes of, 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 of for, for their activities in New York State in terms of how they went and did their valuations and so on and so forth, and their non-payment of taxes as a result of that, they have committed fraud. That is done. This trial began after that was found on a summary basis. Okay? In other words, it was simply on the application of the plaintiffs to say that based on what we have in front of you, Your Honor, will you declare that fraud has been committed by the defendant? And the, the judge said, yeah, of course, you can see that. So that this trial has simply been to evince the evidence that would give the judge a basis for declaring what the penalties will be. And that $350 million, now it was $250 million is what Letitia James was asking, but the $350, that would be the baseline. That's the pre-punitive damage award. And... Whereas she had originally asked that there be only a five-year restriction on Trump's activity for any activity, real estate activity or new real estate activity in New York State, now she's asking for a lifetime ban and, of course, still receivership of all the properties. Now, if the judge comes anywhere near that $350 million plus whatever the punitive winds up being. I, from what everything I've read about what Trump's liquid position is, I am, I believe, as I think others do as well, that he just doesn't have that kind of cash. It ain't there. He's not, he's not there. When, when you... Even when you go ahead and you figure out the net value of his properties, it ain't there. There wouldn't be enough to cover 250, much less $350 million demanded by the state. And understand that once that verdict is in, once the state has a demand for that money and it is absolutely locked in by the trial, I don't care that there's going to be an appeal. There will be automatically, of course. He's going to do that. But that money is owed immediately. You ever get audited? You ever get audited by the feds or the state? You ever go down to the audit office and basically you ever find that they, that they well, they, we, we, you owe us blah, blah, blah. And okay, well, all right, well, I'll send you. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You owe us that money now. And there will be papers, and if you don't have it on, there'll be papers signed, you will be under a restriction. That money, the state or the feds have a right to, can set up an arrangement for taking that money immediately. This is part of what the state can do. 
And in this case, of course, you know, any audits that had taken place, well, the audits have long since, we're, we're long past the audit stage over here. We are in a trial that basically is a result of audits, and the, and the trial situation was because then the audits were challenged and we're going to go to court, blah, blah. Okay, and you have that right as well. Most people don't have the wherewithal to do that and wouldn't attempt to do it because they pretty much understand that the state or the feds basically in an audit situation have an upper hand. And we're talking small, small potatoes here. But with the Trump situation, hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah, that's of course, that's going to go to trial. Well, once that trial ends, even when the appeal is taking place, the appeal will be taking place from the perspective, from the point of now you, defendant, have a right to try to claw that money back or some part of it, but you're going to do what we say you have to do. You will be liable to hand over whatever the court says you owe prior, not, not after the audit, no, now. So that means that Donald, his properties will go probably go into risk. Now, will it happen instantaneously? No, there'll be, there'll be, there are mechanisms, there are ways in which this will all happen. But Donald's properties will go into receivership. His New York, let me make, be, be precise, not even New York located, his New York State uh, co uh, corporate, his New York State chartered properties wherever they're located in the country. There was, if, if they're the product of a, um, of, a, uh, of, of a corporation or an LLC or something that, is, uh, that was handled or that was done under New York state law that somehow is signed by the Secretary of State of New York, the, the certificate of operation is New York based. Any of those properties will now be under receivership for purposes, two, two purposes. One, Donald can't do business of those properties, so they'll have to be managed by somebody else. But on top of which, if he does not have the cash to pay what he owes, then those properties can be liquidated. And on top of that, if Letitia James gets what she wants in terms of preventing him from doing business in New York ever, ever. That's it. He can't, he can't do anything. Not, not wait around five years and see what he's going to do. In five years, uh, Donald Trump, I wouldn't want to be looking at Donald Trump and see what he looks like or, or what his brain is like in five years. I, I have a feeling in five years this would be on its way to his sons and they will find a way to destroy it. And no one's going to want to do business with these people. Certainly not with his kids. Oh, geez, you know, just in memory of Donald, we want to do more business. I don't know who the hell on earth right now other than, let's say, the Russians and the Chinese who want to basically uh, annoy the Americans, but who want to keep Trump in the, in, the, in the long shot that he were to get himself reelected, would want to basically have him give them full reign. The, you know, the Chinese would probably invade Taiwan not much longer after that, and certainly the Russians would go well beyond Ukraine, uh, wherever the hell they think they were at that point. Nothing would be restricting them. Donald would probably uh, absolutely veto any additional money going to the Ukrainians. He would most certainly 
not, uh, uh, not, not respect Article 5 of NATO in the event that the Russians went beyond uh, uh, Ukraine and decided to go to the, uh, to, the, uh, to, the, to the Baltic states or anything like that or kept, you know, he's not going to bother with that. As long as they take care of him. Remember, he will have gone into power by basically destroying all constitutional norms and regulations and have a country that is completely at odds with itself because you have a crook forgiving himself. For the first time in American history, a crook gets to pardon himself from the White House. What will be the result of Donald being hit financially? Well, Donald's whole persona, everything about him, remember, from the very beginning is, I am a hugely successful businessman. He was given this show, The Apprentice, the worst choice. The choice was the best and the worst. The best from the perspective of the producers. Who, were the, who was the guy that produced that show? Can't think of his name offhand. But, but because do, no one could bullshit, no one could, could put on, or as, we, as we say, no, no one could, no, no one could put on the imagery of, 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 of success, but lie their ass off at the same time, like Donald Trump. This is, this is part of what defined him. This is why he, why he made it to the White House in the first place. It's all been on this, this, this false imagery of him being a, the quintessential businessman, when meanwhile, he's squandering his father's money, he's losing money left and right, properties go bankrupt, everybody else pays because he talks everybody else into, it's always other people's money. And here, if Letitia James gets anywhere near her request... He is virtually, instantaneously, a business non-entity as far as New York goes. And that is to, and since most of his properties were New York properties, and I, and I realize he might, in the, behind the scenes, be trying desperately to move things to licenses in other states, but that will not be allowed. That would be unallowed because it would have been done in anticipation, of, well, getting to the legal weeds there. But... He, he will become a, non, a business non-entity. And that fact will be played up again and again. And he will be yelling and screaming that it's a, it, this is what the witch hunt has done to him. But he'll be yelling and screaming about it, probably having to take uh, commercial airliners to the next uh, event. Because I have a funny feeling that that 757 with his name on it uh, will quickly be uh, seized. It and other properties may be seized for the payment of whatever the final amount is, the hundreds of millions that he'll wind up owing. That, that, that happens in these situations. Now, you have to try to imagine Trump deflated in that way. And you have, to, you have to imagine him being, uh, having to, you know, uh, th this, is, this is something that will affect him at such a core personal level. If you think he's unstable now, when you watch him uh, as, as he goes further in this campaign season, knowing that he basically 
has just had his empire, his empire is crumbled. The one that he never really built, the one that daddy gave him $440 million for, and the one that he basically has squandered and that he's gotten other people's money to support. And when you figure out what his true net value is after all of the mortgages on different properties are set up, and, and you will find out what the guy is actually worth. It'll be, he's going to have to start selling a very good chance. So I've heard people say that Mar-a-Lago might be an early property to go. Even under Florida law, he would possibly have to sell Mar-a-Lago at that point. It, this will all be happening in the context of this never-ending presidential campaign season, the one that goes perpetually in America these days. How will his base feel? Oh, poor Donald. Oh, another, 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 uh, another slash. The deep, the deep state has done this to me again. But I think a lot more people a lot more people, and some of what might have been former, uh, you know, Trumpian core people, uh, will begin to understand or will have to accept that this is not just done because he's a nice guy, uh, you know, uh, because the deep state has gone after him. No, no, it'll happen because he's a crook. And that at some point, the 91 counts... And whatever will come, or whichever will be the first of, the, of, the, of these trials to basically end with a criminal conviction and sentencing, that plus the, the complete evisceration or the, the, the near elimination of his, of his uh, real estate empire, as it were, by action of the New York State Court within the next week or so, this will begin to create such a turmoil in this man's mind, what's left of his, he has no soul, maybe his, let's see how far his mind can go. You will start hearing and seeing things coming out of this guy that will make the, 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 the rantings that you have seen of late seem like rational pronouncements. Donald will threaten everyone and everything he will, his vengeance will be un, unimaginable. His, his threats of vengeance will be unimaginable, uncheckable. And this will now feed up into his activities, his violations of gag orders that will be existing in his criminal trials. By the way, I think part of Letitia James' demands, not, not just only the evidence adduced, but basically Trump's constant harassment of her and the people in her office and the judge and the clerks and everybody in that case and in every other case. This can't go unanswered. No, they'll, they'll never, they, in the criminal trials, they'll never, ever, 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 ever uh, remand him. They'll never do what they've done to every other uh, criminal defendant who's ever broken a, a gag order uh, continually. Finally say, oh, you're going to spend the rest of the time in prison while, while this case proceeds on. No, they'll never do that to him. Maybe, maybe they won't. Maybe uh, the, the, the calculation is that, that this would be such a sympathy uh, raiser that, uh, you know, uh, but, but at some point, some judge somewhere in this process, after being threatened another, an, enough times 
will do some kind of a sanctioning, will we'll basically have to do some kind of a restrictive sanctioning on this guy. He can't be allowed to go completely bonkers. He can't be able, he can't be allowed to say, I'm running for president. I still claim that I didn't lose the last election. The insanity, the, the, the sheer nuttiness of the premise that keeps him out there. He's, it's a vengeance tour. It's a retribution presidency based on the one that was robbed from me because I won. And, and the insurrect, well, what insurrection? People were simply taking back what was early, and I'm going to free everybody. And this man is running for the presidency of the United States. I will, I will free, I will give a presidential pardon to everybody who was ever uh, convicted of rioting at the, my God. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you understand the insanity? The premise gets nuttier and nuttier and wilder and wilder. It, 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 it basically turns into almost a psychiatric textbook case. This, this is what we're, we're dealing with here. This is going to get worse and worse and worse. It's not simply going to be the Republican candidate for president running against the Democratic candidate for president. It's going to be a completely unhinged man making insane demands based on his emotional state going to hell as a result of having the world crumble around him and rallying people any way he can to get him into the presidency before they put him in jail because it's the only way he can pardon himself and get out of it and then get even with everybody. That's the premise here, folks. And that's insane. That's crazy. That's absolutely, absolutely nuts. The rest of the world looking at this is going to realize, this is crazy. America, they're nuts to even consider letting this guy into the, he's only going there to save his own ass. The presidency is his only way out of jail. This is what America is willing to do. This is what America is willing to project to the rest of the world as, as acceptable within its role as the, 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 the beacon of freedom in the world. No, that, that America be gone. Are all Trump current supporters willing to accept that? Now, they, you may not be able to argue that case with them right now. But as he gets more and more unhinged, as the financial aspect of this whole thing begins to play on him, as the criminal cases move forward, as he gets closer and closer to conviction, as it all becomes huge and real, and like I say, the financial thing is going to happen within the next two weeks. So get ready for that. As this happens, this man who is as unstable as a human can be already, is going to go completely off the rails. You might want to check out uh, Mary Trump, his, uh, his niece, the one who was basically threatened uh, with all sorts of court actions if she spoke, but I believe it, maybe there was a time frame uh, when for, during which she couldn't say anything because she's boys, she's talking now. She has a blog out there. She has a regular... Um, uh, she, you, you, I, I've been getting some of her stuff. She even has, you know, <laughs> a freebie and a paid set of information. The woman is getting quite a following. And she's a licensed psychologist. And she understands 
what the hell her uncle is all about. It, it's, it's fascinating listening to her talk about his mind, where he's at, what he's doing, what she knows from the inside, and what this guy is really all about. Will the Republicans get it? No, not because you or I say something to them, but they'll, they'll have to begin seeing, enough of them will have to begin seeing it. The insanity of what this would mean to actually elect someone who will be this unstable, this ripped bare and exposed, to do what? To make him feel better about lying, about losing the election in 2020? Because the Republicans couldn't come up with anyone better? Although, remarkably, Nikki Haley is only seven points behind him in New Hampshire. And Iowa hasn't happened yet. And even Chris Christie is up in double figures. Uh, the bottom of the pack, by the way, is Ron DeSantis in Republican. Him, Ramaswamy, and uh, who's the other one? There's another one there that's, that's, you know, still kind of in the game. But Chris Christie, he's in double figures, finally. Well, I, I, I think he was supposed to be doing a lot more. He swore he was going to be, he was going to be the roadblock. He was going to be the one that was going to derail Trump. Every opportunity he's gotten, he rarely... As much as he says great things when he has to say them, but he really hasn't used the bully pulpit he had during the uh, debates to really do what he said he could have. He, I don't know. Um, well, I wouldn't want him as president one way or the other. I wouldn't want any Republican right now as president. They're all tainted by Donald. Chris Christie was the deer in headlights. You remember that whole scenario uh, uh, in the run-up to, uh, to the 2016 election and all that. It was, there's just so much crap here. Republican Party simply has to renovate, novate, clean house, get better. On a weirdly positive note, it seems that Ron Johnson, the, uh, the insurrectionist uh, Speaker of the House, has come to a deal with, uh, with the uh, Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, about a spending, at least a top-line spending number, that they'll both agree to, that would keep the government open through the remainder of this year. How about that? <laughs> Could things get any better? Well, I think they certainly can. But for Donald and for his followers, please understand, you are looking at the beginning, only the beginning of the of the. Of the, of the complete crash up, the, 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 the demolition derby of, of Donald and the entire Republican Party and where this is going and, and, and how little he'll have to, to, to basically work with emotionally, financially. Never, his mouth won't stop, but it's going to get crazier and crazier and crazier. You want to put up with it? Republicans, if you're out there, yeah, I guess you can. You will. Many of you will. Many of you think you want to. Most of you don't understand what's going on. You don't because your sources of information are highly selective and highly edited, and basically you don't understand the full depths of the depravity that this man's soul has sunk to at this point. You will. You will. And many of you will feel too too committed to even, uh, I, 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 no, I can't, I can't back away from him now. Uh, but 
but there will be a there will be a, a voting booth eventually that you may or may not want to go into. When you go into that booth, you may check off for any number of things. You may not vote for him for president. That's happened. That happened in 2020. It may happen in much, much larger numbers this time this year. But you can't tell your neighbors. You can't tell your friends. You go, oh, oh, my God, no. By now, no. But to put him in the White House, to just say he's president, to have it said that he won the presidency is to say America is permanently, or for as far as anyone is, any of us can see, it will be ripped apart. It is no longer a recognizable America, not from a leadership position, not from a constitutional position, not from a, not from a judicial position. America has to be shredded for Trump to be president. So, as we've said, as I've been saying here on this microphone for, I don't know, years and years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows, you got a choice, and this time it's, the, this time it's really out there in your face, people. You got Trump or you got America. Now, for me, it's, 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 a, it's an easy choice. Why it isn't an easy choice for others, I, I, I can't tell you. But that's the choice. And you'll be seeing more and more of it and understanding why that's the choice as the days and the weeks move on. Even, even here in the dead of winter, it goes on. It moves on. I'm looking forward to seeing the results right now of the New York State civil trial and what will be, what will be happening to Donald financially and where things go from there. Fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> Donald, you're in for a bumpy ride. And we're, we're up for a little more jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Center Left Radio has been here for more than seven consecutive years and more than 800 individual episodes. 800. Think of that. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we enter this final consequences stage of the Trump saga. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know. We all know. We can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you very much for being part of today's show. Yeah, it's the dead of winter, but things can still happen. And we just found out that Nikki Haley is within seven points of Trump in New Hampshire after being behind him by 20-something high numbers. And we also know that Letitia James is asking for $350 million. That's in just the basic damages and permanent barring from New York. Things are going to change even in the dead of winter.